the volume. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash credit card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com/activecash. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. What are they made of? Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. No tobacco leaf or stem. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online and they ship directly to most states. Or check out their store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. What is going on, everybody? Monday morning podcast, Monday podcast. I'm recording this on Sunday night, a little later than usual. We had a little thing called a uh, tornado, rain, weather delay. I, I feel for everyone on the East Coast, hell, Central Coast, or I mean Central time zone as well. It is 9.30. The game still technically isn't over, though Bills won this thing. I think it was a couple minutes left. I just turned the TV on, uh, off, and fired up the podcast. I'm going to dive into what we saw tonight. Uh, Russell Wilson, pretty big story that came out after I recorded the podcast Thursday night, the severity of his injury, the kicking fiasco that was the Bengals-Packer game. I don't know if I've ever seen anything quite like that. What a what a game. Uh and then we'll obviously have podcasts on Tuesday and Thursday. I need to go back and watch. Uh, I, I didn't see much of the Browns-Charger game. That looked to be the game of the day today on paper, 47-42. to 42. Some other thoughts on rookie quarterbacks and other stuff for Tuesday. But I, I wanted to dive in to what we just saw. And listen, I, I have a soft spot for the Valley in California. And when I say the Valley, I mean from Sacramento down to Bakersfield. That would be considered the the valley. And when you think of California, you got L.A., Hollywood, 
You got the Bay Area tech and banks, really banks, you know, finance in L.A. too. But then like a a huge part of our economy, and I, I know my dad was a farmer, is in that area. It's a huge reason why we're one of the biggest economies in the world. It's not just Silicon Valley. It's not just all the cash in L.A. It's the farming. We have some of the best farming in the world. And my dad, when I was a kid, he got, they, you know, my brother's still in it now. They're not in tomatoes, but when they were heavily in tomatoes, he would go down in Fireball and Dos Palos in some of these areas, these little rural towns that places you would see in Texas or in Alabama or in Mississippi. We have these in California. They just don't ever get talked about. And I actually drove through recently. I went to visit my cousin within the last month in Fresno, and I drove through Fireball. And I have several times. It is a tiny little town. But when you drive through that, and you drive through all these little towns, there's a lot of character. You know, these are tough, hardworking people. There is not much there. And I, I know, I don't know Josh Allen personally, but I know Josh Allen. And having worked at Fresno State, we got a lot of guys from these Valley towns. And the irony is Kaepernick, who was from Turlock, and Josh Allen, who's from Fireball, to, I mean, Turlock's a lot bigger, bigger than Fireball, are just Valley towns. And these guys desperately wanted to go to Fresno State. And obviously, Josh Allen was never offered a scholarship there. And he had this huge chip on his shoulder with this immense talent. And people nitpicked it. He wasn't accurate. He didn't have it. He had to go to freaking Wyoming. And he was still the seventh pick in the draft. And all you ever hear is how terrible he was his first couple years. Yeah, he was terrible his rookie year. He was a lot better by his second year. 20 touchdown, nine picks. And obviously last year he was phenomenal. But his talent early on his rookie year, even all the stuff they had to clean up, you went, wow, this guy has a a boatload of natural ability, the size, the athleticism, the arm. It's could he become accurate? And he clearly worked and worked. But to get better, I would say at anything, one, you need to do it. And he's been able to play from the jump. And two, you got to have the character, the competitive character, the mindset, the work ethic, and the willingness to be pushed. The willingness, the willingness to be coached hard and to go to levels that you know you're even a little uncomfortable being pushed to and clearly he was open to it under Sean McDermott under Brian Dable and all he has done has improved I don't think we've ever seen from his rookie year to where he is now in his fourth year is this his fourth year yeah this is his fourth year it seems a little different because he just got a contract extension but it is dramatic like Lamar's gotten a lot better Mahomes got a lot better But they were pretty damn good by like year two. Obviously, Mahomes, his second year, won the MVP. Lamar, by his second year, I think also won the MVP. I mean, these guys were immediately elite players. There were people questioning Josh Allen really till last year. And I I was actually much more sold by his second year because I knew the type of person he was. And again, I just follow him on Instagram. I know people that know him. I know his head coach. Not that I talked to Sean that much. But whenever I'd see him at the combine and the way he would talk about him, and I know the type guy in the one year that I spent about around Sean McDermott, Sean McDermott is not some bullshitter. 
He's not like me. I, I'm a little more probably prone to hyperbole and more of a hype machine. That is not Sean's deal. And I remember talking to him several years ago going into Josh Allen's third year. And he was so bullish on Josh. And to get Sean to be like that, you have to be wired the right way. So he believed in the person. The talent, we all knew the guy had it. And now you're just watching. Physically, he's on a different level. He moves around like he's Cam Newton. He's got an arm and throws it like he's Patrick Mahomes. His team is loaded. His defense is clearly much better. We're watching a guy with all this talent figure it out in front of our eyes over these last 18 months. And it's awesome to watch. That guy is a certified badass. That guy is a player who's going to continue to win big in the NFL. That's what it looks like. Just like we've watched Mahomes for years, that's what it looks like. And I know the Chiefs are struggling. They're just, they're a little off right now. Mahomes a little off. They're turning the ball over. I, I'm not going to write them off. They have too much, like I talked about with Josh, competitive character, the championship blood. I, I see it with the San Francisco Giants, who as of recording this, you know, the Dodgers won the second game. And listen, I think the Dodgers probably end up winning the series. But the Giants are not going to fold. They have too much championship character with their core guys. You watch Travis Kelsey tonight when they were down pretty big and they scored. Zero celebration. He told everyone we're running back to the sideline. We don't celebrate when we're getting our ass kicked by a team that we should be better than. Even though, based on the roster right now, so the Chiefs have some issues on defense, maybe they're not better. Maybe the Bills are the class of the AFC. Maybe it's just that simple. Because that's what it looks like. I mean, they played him at home tonight and they shoved him around. They thoroughly outplayed him. The Bills look like the more well-rounded team. But it's just like the Chiefs, it starts with the quarterback. And the energy that the quarterback gives off, his just his talent, how just good he is. I mean, I, I don't really know how else to put it. Like, what can he do? He's got touch on the short passes. He's got the ability, to, obviously, to push the ball back intermediately, a deep out, a deep comeback to throw these ropes. He can clearly throw it a million mile, miles far, right, on like a deep pass, on a go route, on a post. He's got this playmaking ability to scramble behind the line of scrimmage. He can break tackles like Roethlisberger, but he's faster like Cam Newton to run. And he just starts like his instincts now as a quarterback look like a high-level Pro Bowl elite guy. He looks like an all-pro level player. He looked like his counterpart today. He looks like Mahomes. That's what he looks like. Josh Allen, Mahomes, Herbert. Like, that's what it's supposed to look like. And what do all three of those guys have in common? All high-character guys. All kind of have a blue-collar, smaller-town feel. Mahomes, I don't know the exact town he grew up in, but in Texas. Now, I think he did he grow up in Dallas. But he went to Texas Tech. Obviously, Herbert grew up in Eugene. And Josh Allen grew up in Fireball. Like, they, these guys just kind of humble roots, normal guys, very relatable, bust their ass. You know, I know Mahomes' dad was a pro athlete, not the case with these other two guys. But, like, easy to root for. I gravitate toward all three of them. I'm a huge fan. If I was a 10-year-old, I'd want all three of their jerseys. If I was a dad, I'd want my kid to look up to those three guys. And it's just cool. Like, the NFL's in a good spot. And if you're the Chiefs, like, you you got hit in the mouth by, I, I wouldn't call that your rival because you've owned them, just like you have the Ravens, but now two teams that you've kind of pushed around recently, the Bills and the Ravens, have got you. So I don't necessarily, you know, could the Chiefs, as a wild card, beat them in a playoff game? For sure, on the road. But, like, it, the one thing it does with the Ravens and definitely with the Bills their head coach, Sean McDermott, can get in front of the group. Josh Allen can look at everyone in the huddle and go, 
guys, we can beat these guys in a big game, in the playoffs, in January, assuming the Chiefs get there. Because we've done it. We beat them at Arrowhead. Like, that that was an enormous win. Fun to watch, even with the rain delay. Don't know how you guys do it on the East Coast, but I, I, I couldn't be any bigger of a Josh Allen fan. I uh, just love watching the guy. I love his story. I, I feel like I know him. I, I just know so many people like that. Obviously, they aren't that good at football. And I know he represents certain people in the Valley that just take a lot of pride in watching guys like that have success. And, uh, and yeah, what, what a performance. Okay. One of the biggest stories of the weekend actually happened on the Thursday night game. And the last that I talked about it was after for the Friday podcast, we just knew Russell was hurt, but we didn't know how long he was going to be out. And first and foremost, It turns out right now, report six to eight weeks. Maybe he could be back before. If you saw his Instagram, you saw his Twitter, he got surgery. He's got a big cast on his hand. He can be a little cheesy for my liking. Sometimes he feels very much like a politician, like he's trying to say the right things. And part of it, I I know that he's chasing greatness. And I think when you do that, you have to get yourself in this kind of weird headspace and you sound a little different than most of us. Now, like, my pushback would be, like, I've never chased, like, Hall of Fame greatness at quarterback, but, like, I think a lot of us, many people that are listening to us, we are ambitious people. We're ch- we're always chasing and uh, wired to do more, to get better, to try to improve. I think a lot of people, you know, that follow sports are wired like that in their own business mindset, where it's like, you can just talk like a normal, like Peyton Manning just talk like a normal guy. And we knew that he was like neurotic about how hard he worked at his sport, right? So, you know, I I don't think you always need to act that cheesy, but that's kind of his deal. But I don't think we often, I, I definitely don't articulate, and I don't think we spend enough time when we talk about quarterbacks. We talk so much about their physical attributes, how good their arm is, how athletic they are, how accurate they are. But I say it all the time, the most underrated attribute a quarterback can have is toughness. And Russell Wilson's toughness is elite. He had never missed a game up until potentially this week, right? He has been one of the most durable players in the league. Every single season, when when the year started, you just assumed he was going to play 16 games and be ready to go for the playoffs. He never missed snaps. I don't ever remember him coming out of a game. But anyone who's broken a finger or broken a toe, I know I broke a toe, some of the most pain I've ever been in. I swear to God, I was almost in tears. And I remember going to the doctor who was also a doctor for the Warriors before and the Oakland Raiders. And I remember asking him kind of sarcastically, but like if I had to start this weekend, if I was an NFL player, could I play? He laughed at me. He's like, of course you would play. We'd wrap it up. We'd shoot you up and you'd rock and roll. And for like a month, I limped around San Francisco. It was when I was working in radio and I'd take the train and then I'd walk to work. I remember limping. I was in so much pain. I never once saw Russell Wilson show any sign of pain. Now, I understand there's an adrenaline factor. You're so locked in. But like toughness, you, you, can, you can question his cheesiness. And you can question sometimes he acts a little weird. But from a talent standpoint, no one really does, right? He's an elite player. But from a toughness standpoint, I don't know if Russell quite gets enough credit. Now, Seattle's in trouble. They're in major trouble. And we talked about this on Friday's podcast. I think Pete Carroll's in trouble. It's a flawed team. 
it's a it's a team built like the NBA, right? They're very dependent on really Russell Wilson, right? He's kind of their LeBron James. He makes average rosters look a lot better because he's a fucking magician. He's one of the all-time great players. And now who knows how long he's out. The other thing is this is not an injury that even if he can come back a little earlier than we think, it is still a finger in which he grips the football with. And when he came out of that game, the more I thought about it over the weekend, he tried to go back, but he was in so much pain that he couldn't do that. And I saw one of the quotes I saw on Friday was Pete was like, Russell's understood that he was going to hurt the team if he stayed in. He couldn't play at a high level. I think their team could implode because we know Geno Smith isn't very good, but their roster isn't very good. They're not built to handle a quarterback, you know, missing games. And you could argue no team is. If you have Josh Allen, if you have Patrick Mahomes, if you have Aaron Rodgers, if you have Tom Brady, if you have Russell Wilson, and they disappear for, let's just say, six games, you should lose five of them. You, you really should. Now, maybe the Bucks, because their defense is so legit, maybe their defense isn't quite as good with all these, you know, uh, cornerback injuries. But, you know, a team that's really, really, the Saints a couple years ago with Teddy Bridgewater, they were a well-rounded team. They were good on special teams. Their defense was really good. And they handled it. I think they went 6-0 without Drew Brees. That's not the way Seattle's built. They've traded two first-round picks for Jamal Adams. He can't cover his soul. Bobby Wagner is getting up there in age. Their defense right now, I, I mean, I've seen a bunch of stats. I know, I'm sure a lot of people listening to this, the yards they're giving up per play, the yards they're giving up per game, they're atrocious. Now, I think sometimes yards is a little overrated. Like, how many points are they giving up? Because I looked up, they were right in that game. It's not like the Rams had 40 points. But Seattle has been one of the most consistent teams in the league. They have made the playoffs every single season since Russell has been there, except one, and that one year they went 9-7. and seven. All they do is win. Now they're going to start losing. And I think the question is, like, I have a hard time seeing Pete Carroll back next year, especially if they go like 6-11. and 11. And a huge reason would be because Russell missed all these games, but he's 70 years old. He's not an offensive guy. He might have hired the wrong offensive coordinator. I'm getting a lot of people DMing me, and I know Seattle fans have been wondering about Pete's future just in general. Is it time? Now, I think the elephant in the room will be, is Russell obsessed with his brand and getting to a bigger market? Does he want to get himself to a New York? You know, Dallas is off the table. I don't even even know. You know, Vegas probably off the table too, you'd think, but who knows? That to me is the question because it does feel like this thing's going to... uh, potentially be a train wreck. They might start losing some of these games really badly. It might look really, really ugly. Hell, they were losing games when Russell was playing. They lost to the Titans when Russell was playing. They were, you know, for a half getting their ass kicked by the Jimmy Garoppolo, Trey Lance Niners when Russell was playing. So it's not, they didn't look that good with Russell in the game. Now you remove him, you put Geno in, the question, every snap you watch of Seattle without Russell, just ask yourself, like, Pete, he's 70 years old. It just feels like maybe it's time. Now, the problem is going to be if you're John Schneider, you have to approach this like an NBA team. Russell, what do you want? Russell, what do you need? Because your entire franchise, no matter, listen, how cheesy the guy is, his talent, his ability to keep the franchise afloat is your only hope. Without him, your franchise is a train wreck. With him, you can compete to make the playoffs every single year. I think John Schneider is a good GM. I know he's had some whiffs. Every general manager has. 
I think he has to find a way now to balance this. Get in Russell's ear. I am your guy. I want to help build this thing with you. The problem, though, is they don't have their first-round pick. Joe Douglas might have struck oil by trading Russell Wilson, getting Seattle's first. What if that pick is like the 10th overall pick? All of a sudden, the Jets have the third pick and the 10th pick? That's a big-time trade for Jamal Adams. Now, you never in a million years would have imagined because Russell had never missed a game. You probably were expecting that pick to be 22. But sometimes it happened with Laramie Tunzel and the Miami Dolphins. Sometimes you strike oil. Sometimes that team implodes, and then you profit. But the key for Snyder is going to be you probably need to end your partnership with Pete and buddy up with Russell Wilson. And obviously, the big reason Russell Wilson became a Seattle Seahawk was because John Schneider pounded the table. He was the main reason he became a Seattle Seahawk. But, like, he's also Pete's partner. So it's a tough spot for him. If I was uh, recommending or advising Snyder, I would say I might start separating myself from Pete. Tough situation. Owner passed away. I think the daughter runs it now, Paul Allen's daughter. I, I don't know all the, the ownership dynamics that obviously comes into play when it comes to you're not going to fire Pete to pay him go away. You'd like to like force him into retirement, and Pete, you know, has got to be the youngest 70 year old ever, so that could be difficult. But that to me is what I'm keeping an eye on. John Schneider, the the dynamics of how this thing's playing out, because I, I think it's clear where we're headed. All right, biggest game of week five, Monday night matchup, Colts and Ravens, and FanDuel Sportsbook's about to make it even bigger because FanDuel's given new customers 30 to 1 odds on either team to win. That means you can end the NFL week right by winning 150 bucks on a $5 bet. I'm going to go with the Ravens. Lamar Jackson has won 80% of his games as a starter. I do not understand the doubters of him. I think he's a wildly dynamic player and is a significantly better passer of the football, even on later downs than people give him credit for. Listen, FanDuel Sportsbook is the number one rated sportsbook app in America. It's easy to use, safe, fast payouts. Plus, here's the thing. When you win, you get paid in as little as 24 hours. Sign up now. Promo code Colin this week. Before the Colts take on Baltimore, you could win 150 bucks in a $5 bet. Remember to use the promo code Colin, C-O-L-A-N, so they know I sent you exclusively on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. 21 plus and present in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia, or West Virginia. Refund issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in seven days. Max refund, 10 bucks. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook. FanDuel.com. Same game parlay available for multiple sports in all states on mobile slash web. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Jersey, and Virginia. Or call 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. Tennessee red line is 1-800-889-9789. Or go to 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia. Or call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. They help you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. 
Did you know 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites? LinkedIn's the only one I use. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N. That's linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. Black Buffalo's nicotine pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA for 21 and over adult consumers. Black Buffalo was built by dippers with decades of smokeless tobacco use. They believed the market wanted tobacco alternative nicotine products that offered the best of both worlds. Bold flavor, full pouches. What are they made of? It's pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves, food grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical grade nicotine. Most importantly, there's no tobacco leaf or stem. All proudly made right here in the USA. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo Herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online, and they ship directly to most states. Or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. eBay Motors is here for the ride. You know what I remember about my first car? Is that the moment I got it, I wanted to improve it. Because like most 16-year-old kids, you don't exactly get a luxury automobile. So you look at it, you go, well, I need to add some speakers. I need to tint out the windows. I need to make this thing the coolest car possible so I can cruise around town with all my buddies, waving at the babes, and enjoy myself. So my favorite part of car culture when I was young was definitely the subwoofers in the back of the car. And uh, we built the boxes from scratch, had multiple 12-inch subs, and you could hear me coming from a long, long way away. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. I played golf last week on Tuesday or Wednesday for the first time since football season started. And I hit the ball incredibly well. I hit a ton of fairways. I hit a ton of greens. I played as well as I had as I did in the middle of the peak of the summer when I was playing. But I did not make a single putt. I shot 81. 
But the way I was hitting the ball, I easily could have shot 75. If I had been playing a lot, the way I was hitting the ball, I would have shot in the mid-70s. I felt very locked in. Not only could not make a putt, I three-putted like half the greens I was playing with. And the stupid part about golf is like you can hit these 300-yard drives. You can hit these five irons from 200 yards to 20 feet. You can hit eight irons to five feet. You can just be striping the ball. And then you get on the green and you got to putt. And the famous saying in golf is you drive for show and you putt for dough. The putter doesn't have much in count. You pay all this money. My driver costs like $400. I got all these expensive irons and I got this putter. It costs like, you know, I remember I bought it like on sale, this ping putter at Golf Mart. And I just like it. It probably cost me like 80 bucks. Yet, I, I can't even tell you probably of my 80 shots, you know, 25 to 30 of them were putts. And it feels like such a small part of the game, yet it's so important. And I'm watching the Packers, and I'm watching the Bengals. And Joe Burrow is like everything that we wanted Tony Romo to become. It's kind of what he feels like he's going to be. A better version of Tony Romo, even though he threw a pick. I think it was an overtime. Might have been, the, yeah, it was an overtime. Terrible pick. And Rodgers and Devontae are just honestly, one of the greatest combinations I've ever seen. If I had to say the greatest combination I've seen in my lifetime, when I was young, it would be Young and young and Rice. I didn't see Montana. Uh, obviously, Gronkowski and and Brady is was an all-time great combination. You know, Manning, Manning had a couple guys, Manning and Harrison, Manning and Wayne, but I would say Aaron and and Devontae are as good of a combination as we've ever seen in the NFL. Uh, two Hall of Fame level players that just dominate. And they dominated today. But, like, sometimes you don't execute on third down. Sometimes your coach is going to be that aggressive on fourth down. And you rely on a kicker. And the stats on Mason Crosby, he'd missed like two kicks in two years. He'd been incredible. He's the oldest-looking 37-year-old I think we've ever seen. His hair is full gray. And he misses three kicks in four minutes. Three kicks in four minutes of game play. It was crazy. And then the Cincinnati Bengals kicker, he's missing kicks too. They missed five game-winning kicks, essentially, down the stretch of that game. And I think kicking is a little like putting. For us average golfers, like PJ Tour players, really, really value putting, but most of us, like, I'm not going to practice putting. It's so boring. You don't really think as a fan of your kicker, right? If you're a Packer fan, you're like, we got Rodgers, we got Devontae, our defense is playing well, our team's sweet. And you're just like, oh, we'll just kick a field goal. And then you start missing field goals, you're like, what is going on? It's such a tiny part of the game, yet it has such an impact on the outcome. Like putting. If you cannot putt, you cannot shoot a good round of golf. If you cannot make field goals, it's hard to win tight games because tight games are going to come down to field goals. And there is no feeling, and we've all experienced it as a fan, when you have a team in the NFL whose kicker is clearly just off, and that game, he misses a field goal, and then he misses another field goal, and you go, oh my God, he does not know where the ball's coming off his leg. It is a crazy experience as a viewer to watch because this guy, who is unlike any other player on the team, Quarterbacks and kickers are a little the same. I remember with Tom Brady, I remember listening to him on Howard Stern. Howard asked him like, you know, you're the greatest football player of all time. He's like, yeah, I'm the greatest quarterback maybe. But he's like, I couldn't play. You could put me in a high school game and I couldn't play offensive line. I couldn't play wide receiver. I couldn't play defensive line. 
right? But if you took Aaron Jones, you know, a running back, he could play some snaps at linebacker for you, right? If I took Jair Alexander, he could play some snaps at corner or running back. I don't know if he'd be good at it or not, but he has the physical attributes to at least try. Where quarterbacks and kickers, you know, unless they're like Lamar or Kyler, they can only do their job, nothing else. Like even Trent Williams, star left tackle. If I needed him to play defensive tackle, he could do it. Like Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Joe Burrow, Mason Crosby, they are the only guys on the football field that can only do their job. Like if I needed Devontae Adams to give me a series at cornerback, he could try to do it. And at least, hell, he might have a chance to do it. He's got good enough feet. He's got good enough body and balance control. His understanding of the wide receiver, he might be able to mirror the guy. But my kicker, who unlike a quarterback, at least you respect his job's really hard. He gets tackled. Like, it's very difficult. I think most of us, we don't respect kickers that much. Fair or not. Like, I think we understand it's hard to kick the ball and make field goals. But it's like, are they really an NFL player? They don't look like any of the other NFL players. Yet their importance on that team is really, really important, you know? And you are very dependent on that individual. Unlike even in college, if you're on a really good college team, you know, you might blow out the majority of your opponents. Hell, you know, Saban had some issues with kickers, but for the most part, he has not relied on kickers only a handful of times in their era of kicking everyone's ass. Yet in the NFL, you are depending on your kicker making field goals every game. And I think, I and I remember hearing this stat years ago, like 80 or 85% of NFL games are a one-score game in the fourth quarter. And I think that feels like most of the games you watch. Now, the score, you know, one game might be 10 to 7, the another game might be 28 to 24, but most games, even if they're not as close through the eye test, the score, we don't get that, This in the NFL, you don't get that many like 30 to nothing games, right? A lot of games tend to be relatively close. And the impact of the kickers, I've never witnessed anything like that. That's one of the most batshit games, crazy games I've ever seen. Guys missing kicks left and right. With quarterbacks making plays left and right. Joe Burrow is awesome. As just a fan of football, he's got to be one of my favorite players in the league. I love watching Jamar Chase. I love really the kind of offensive core they've built. Joe Burrow, T. Higgins, Joe Mixon. They also got P. Ryan, an Oklahoma guy, and Jamar Chase. Like, that's a pretty good core of offensive skill guys. And I love what the Packers' identity is. We got Aaron and Devontae. You can't stop either. And we got two sweet running backs. A.J. Dillon's good. Aaron Jones, baller. And, like, their team is just good. I mean, they're 4-1. They're probably not as good as they've been the last couple years because Zadarius is hurt. But I thought defensively they played pretty well today, and I know Jair Alexander's banged up too, but as long as you got 12 and 17, you got a chance. But when you're in these tight games, you need Mason Crosby to make them. And ultimately, he hit the game-winning kick, but you, you will not see many games like that. That was uh, that was a lot of fun. I, I'm going to dive in. I, I got to watch the Browns-Charger game, that you know, 47 to 42 on paper. That seems like one of the crazier games of the season. I didn't watch much of that. Uh, the Cowboys keep winning. There'll be a lot to dive into for Tuesday's pod. See, uh, I guess on Saturday, Alabama went down. College football is wide open this year. I mean, I think I, I watched a lot of the Iowa-Penn State game. I think Iowa's pretty good. I still think Alabama's good. Just AM got them. It's hard to win on the road. Young kids. Uh, Georgia's quarterback is a major question mark. I know their defense is really good. 
Uh, Ohio State's getting hot now. Oregon, I don't really. I know they beat Ohio State. I, I still don't really trust them. They easily could lose another game. Cincinnati's really good. Uh, I, I I think we're gonna get a somewhat random college football champion, and to me that's cool. Sometimes we desperately needed them to mix it up a little bit, and uh, and yeah. So we'll have a podcast come out on Tuesday. Subscribe to the podcast. Tell all your friends about the podcast. Also up on YouTube. Check out the Volumes YouTube page, and uh, see y'all Tuesday. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.